Well, we got to stop working because we got we got like an hour. We got 50 minutes. Oh, shit. So we got to be. It's on. Yeah, we got to like, be tight. Okay. I guess we already cold opened. Um, what did we this cold could, open? I don't know. This could be the cold open here. We didn't cold open anything, though. Kevin, yeah, I was been working. Sorry, I've been. You've been uh, booking tickets to see Washington Heights. It's not Washington Heights. It's called In oh, the shit, Heights. Sorry, In the Heights. Okay, no, let's, just, let's just let's just let's just start. Let's just podcast. Can we start. Let's just let's just let's just podcast. All right. Well, I'll, there must got to be something in that five minutes that could be a cold open. I don't think there is though. I, honestly, I mean, all we need is like what ten seconds, uh, thirty man, seconds. Did we forget how to podcast? Maybe. I think we've let the success go to our head. I knew this would happen. Yeah. We'd get too big and... Too big, too fast. And then we would... Uh, Two people have reached out to be on the pod. Yeah. Guests. Yeah. Guests. We're going to book guests. We will book guests. Um, We're in the process of booking guests. Yeah, it's happening. Uh, also, if you have... Uh, should we open it up for like recommendations? Should we try to get feedback from the people? Or are they just going like, to tell us that we're not good at Yeah, it? you can send feedback to Kevin at center.design. Okay. If you have any questions, qualms, you know, anything I can help you with, let me know and I'll do my best to answer your questions and or not. Maybe I won't read it. Who knows? <laughs> we probably we know from past. Uh, should we podcasts should I give him the update on the unread emails? I have? He, yeah, Kevin, uh, for the people at home, how many unread emails do you have? Six hundred and forty four. <laughs> That's uh, 10, 10. You read 10 emails over the course of three weeks. I don't know. Wow, Kevin. Well, again, the emails that are unread yep. are Basecamp, mm -hmm. Robinhood Snacks, yep. Dropbox, yep. Robinhood Snacks, Buzzsprout, yep. New York Times, yep. One Medical. Yep. Like, I'm not opening those. Like, I'm just simply not going to open those emails. I don't want to read those. I don't even care about anything that has to do with any of those things. So, One of them is a project management software, though. That makes me a little... Because uh, I agree with you. One Medical sends a bunch of emails. You're not... I already got the notification on my phone. It wasn't related to me. Listen, Kevin, you're doing a great job. I want to I wanna first... And maybe... Because the podcast is launched. It's in the world. People are listening. And a lot of people told me they went and listen to the first four episodes. They listen to kind of everything that we had been recording over the past month and are now caught up to current day. And in the early episodes, I was, you know, giving Kevin a lot of shit about the sort of, you know, the delay of the podcast, even beginning, how he doesn't read his emails, how he didn't uh, provide topics. I know, people are saying that you dog on me a little too hard. I, I was a little tough on you. And, uh, you know, I think that's a... Uh, it's all in, in, in good fun. When I dog and when I, you know, sort of, uh, you know, put you down, I got to yeah. also build you, build you up. Yeah, you do. And so Kevin this week, maybe even the last two weeks, Kevin is on a tear. He is managing multiple projects. He is writing, producing, editing, appearing, and, and naming. Kevin is um, employee of the month. At well, I don't, want, I don't want that title. I don't want that title. Well, there's no award. So, it, you know, it was just, you know. Strike it from the record. I, I think Kevin is, again, bad at taking compliments, but doing a great job. And thank, I think people, thank you, Alex. the I people at home it. love Kevin because, uh, you know, they, they see what I see in Kevin and uh, his talents and his, his big brain. and his. But in, in terms of workload and juggling a bunch of different things all happening at once uh, across clients, across projects. Kevin is doing a great job. 
Well, thank and you. So Alex. if you are going to send Kevin an email or you're going to, you know, or you're that person on Instagram who said, you got to let Kevin go because he has 566 unread emails. Um, I'm here to tell you that Kevin is, he's, he's doing a really good job at this studio. So much so that the studio this week was awarded two gold art directors club cubes for our work for the United Sodas of America brand and packaging and uh, Kevin, I'm not going to lie. I'm still a little hungover from champagne. Oh, good. It's uh, been 48 hours since we received that news. So I'm settling back into to reality. But it's been an exciting week here at the studio because we were finalists for that award. We were excited about it. We didn't know what we were going to win. Cautiously, I was preparing for maybe a bronze and a silver, two bronzes, you know, ideally a gold and a silver maybe, but that was not what happened because we won golds in both categories and uh, that makes us the champions of design. Sure. In my mind. Uh, I think the most surreal part is seeing our work right next to the work for the symphony that uh, I love from Collins, the work from Burger King that I love from JKR. And just the world-class agencies from all around the world that do exceptional, incredible, creative work. And to see Center, the little studio from Brooklyn, right there at the top, we made it, Kevin. I think you should get Lin-Manuel Miranda to write like a little musical about us winning this award. Are you going to just give me crap this entire podcast about going to see In the Heights? No. I'm going to drop it. I don't like I don't have anything against in the heights. I feel like a couple of weeks ago I was talking about my love of reality television and sort of how and I admitted to watching the mass singer and watching Yeah, now we're Are we back. good? Are we good? We're back. Can you hear me? We're yeah. back. Yeah, you're um Yeah, as long as that's sitting there, I'm I'm cool. All right. So we'll, we'll just pick now it up. Now we're back after a technical difficulty of running out of batteries. <laughs> I was just complimenting you, Kevin, telling you how great of a job everything and how smoothly this has all been, the podcast launch. And then right literally as soon as I said it, the uh, equipment went out, which is hilarious. Um, also, Kevin um, continues to give me shit about. Um, how about this? Maybe I'll just I'll pick back up if you don't. We don't want to admit about the the crash. I'll just be like. Pick right back up at. I think it's funny. We like we. I think it's pretty funny. We crashed. No, it's funny that we. Yeah, we crashed. Um, are you going to continue to give me shit about going to see In the Heights tonight? No. You can let me know. Let me know how it is. Oh my god. Maybe Kevin. I'll go see it. You're not. No, oh my god. You literally have been making fun of me for the last half hour about Lin Manuel Miranda and how much how much you. I'm sorry. You hated a, Hamilton, and you. He's just such a nerd. You hate him, so you're not gonna don't on the podcast. Then turn around and say, "Oh, maybe I'll go see it." After just dogging on me for the last, uh, yeah, for the last hour. Just Jeez. let me know how many times he bites his lip. Um, Kevin, does it make me uh, cooler or infinitely more lamer when I say that I saw in the Heights in uh, 2008 on Broadway? <laughs> It just ages you, I think. <laughs> so then this is why I'm interested in going see it. I'm I, sorry, but what the fuck is a Broadway? A Broadway show, 
Kevin. Like like what a movie? Like a street performance? Okay, now you're just now you're just pulling my chain, Kevin. You know what a Broadway show is. And uh yeah, so I liked Lynn Manuel Miranda before uh before he was cool in the streets. This is a generational <laughs> difference. Oh man, it's it's it, there's just no coming back from this, I think for right me. Now. Uh <laughs> Well, I I think luckily a lot of our audiences, your peers and your following who You think by following likes Lin Manuel Miranda and in the I Heights. don't know I don't I don't really know. Listen, I will say he's a pretty divisive guy and his work is pretty like people. Some people love Hamilton and like are like obsessed with it, and some people like you, Kevin, hate it and like not only just hate it but like enjoy get satisfaction. Oh yeah, from hating it. Back when TikTok was making fun of him, was it early in the year or late last year? Whenever it was. There was some very good content making fun of him. And I just want to commend anybody and everybody who got on that train because that fucking ruled. And that probably one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite eras of TikTok is mm-hmm. the Lynn Manuel Miranda shaming, the lip biting, all the weird, like. He's not weird. He's just a theater nerd. And he he's infusing hip hop. <laughs> Kevin's making uh, Lin Manuel Miranda uh, face, I guess. Um, wow. He, uh, I don't want to talk about him more than I want to talk about Center winning two gold awards. <laughs> Kevin, this is a we don't have video set up yet, so people at home can't I know. see. I was making a face. really good, amazing Lin Manuel Miranda face. Yeah, I mean you that's another listen. thing in terms of housekeeping for the pod. We're gonna we're gonna start making some vids. This is yes. The goal of the show has always been to be a YouTube show and a podcast. It's not just a podcast. Yeah, we'll be on video next week. I'm uh I'm gonna be out of town for oh, yeah. two weeks. I'm gonna be back in Ohio. So Kevin's going back to the to to the hometown. Be taking the pod in my childhood house. Not your childhood bedroom. I'm gonna be taking the pod in the divorce basement. What is the divorce basement, Kevin? When my parents got divorced, my mom got the house, and then um she finished the basement and um tricked it out with what? Oh, you know, like a pool table and a pinball machine, big screen TV. It's wow. very dated. Like you go down there and you'll be like, "Wow, this is 2003 living." What did you call it? A divorce basement? Yeah, divorce basement. I, I'm not. I'm gonna steer away. Um, I'm uncomfortable. Kevin, I do look forward to getting though the Cincinnati report. You'll get the Cincinnati tour. I'll tell. I'll let everybody know what I'm up to. Wow. I'm gonna be eating Skyline. I don't really have that many places I want to go eat food. How many times do you think you'll eat Skyline when you're I home? mean, at least two to three. Nothing oh. crazy. Oh. oh, come on, Alex. Oh, my God. Skyline Chili, for those that are not aware, um, is a delicacy of uh, Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati not a delicacy. It's, a, it's working man's food. So picture a plate of spaghetti. No, no you're not going to do it justice. You're not going to do it justice. You're going to make it sound shitty, and it's not shitty. No, it is. Inc- it's, it's disgusting. It is literally What are you talking about? It's fucking unedible. spaghetti- Chili and cheese, or a coney, bun, hot dog, chili, cheese. There's okay. nothing disgusting about that. Oh, oh, man. I mean, it's it's when I was in Cincinnati and I did a AIGA talk, I went pretty late, pretty drunk, and it still tasted pretty. Oh, gross. okay, okay, Alex. There's a lot of tension on today's pod. We might have to we might have to cut this one short. Listen, I'm, uh, um, we we're have not really a- feeling the vibe here. <laughs> We couldn't see eye to eye on the podcast. Um, listen, I'm about Ke- to walk out. Kevin, I'm half of mine to just get out of here. Kevin and I have not seen eye to eye on the. Uh, we see eye to eye on a lot of things, but we're picking up where we left off because last week you and I didn't see eye to eye on the shoesy. 
which I still can't believe that you think is something that is cool. I mean, I would if if it comes to me, I would take it and I would use it. That's, I mean, that's, I've I've cooled off on my take about supporting it. I, yeah, you know, I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't really care. I haven't really thought about it since then. So. No, I know, but I'm I'm saying so that was last week, and now this week we're on either sides of the Lin Manuel Miranda argument. There's just no way around that. That's just a generational divide. That's fair. And then the last thing, yeah, now we're now we're on other sides of the uh, the Cincinnati chili. I mean, it's good. Everybody who's had it knows it's good. Mm. You're just being a hater. Gross. You hating Skyline Chili is like the cool thing to do, like the controversial thing to do. And like, if you don't like it, whatever. But like, I promise you, I'm not doing this for controversy. I genuinely think it's gross. And so what what I want to get back to, though, Kevin Batori, Cincinnati native, Skyline Chili enthusiast, award winning copywriter. Yes. That is just facts. Yeah, award-winning, award-winning writer. Alex. That's right. You can take that with you forever. Like, if someone introduces you and you can say, "Award-winning writer," Alex, Kevin instead Vittori. of a cube, can I get like a grill or like a a chain or something? I guess technically you could take the cube, either then melt it down and turn it into a grill, or you could somehow mount it onto uh, some sort of chain and wear it. So, I yeah. know, but if there's like an option to get like a trophy or like something else, unfortunately, a- there are no choices. You can either you got a cube, a gold cube, one of the greatest honors in the uh, creative industry, and what you choose to do with it from there is completely up to you. I'm gonna put mine, both of them, two of them, two gold. Do you think cubes. it's actually real gold, or is it just like? That's a great question. Not. I have it's definitely really, not. It's you- probably not i don't think you can go and sell it okay i wasn't gonna sell it Mm. that's not where my mind was going yeah but you're like what can i do creatively to turn it into something i i like that thought because again most design studios i would imagine put them on a shelf and uh you know uh sort of dust them every now and then you were on a actively uh well you know if wear it don't we have to like buy them now and we yeah. could talk about that off the pod. I think, uh, you know, well, the, we haven't figured out uh, how many cubes we're gonna we're gonna acquire. Well, I'm just saying, if there's resources for a cube for me, maybe mm-hmm. we reallocate those to something a little bit more functional that would work for me that I could remember, like a victory chain or a victory grill. I, I'm not a totally opposed to this. I kind of would like it. I mean, I like the chain idea too. I think both are great. But the point is, Center Design Studio LLC, award-winning design studio. Kevin Mattori, award-winning copywriter. And these are just the facts. And so congratulations to us, really. Uh, Pat's Pat's on the back. Yeah, kudos to us. Kudos to us. When you see us in the streets, you know, give us give us a congrats. Give us a fist bump. We uh we did it, Kevin. We took the studio from literally nothing, non-existent, just three years ago, to now to the top, top, top of the uh of the industry. Damn, this sounds like a Lynn Manuel Miranda yeah. musical. Where do we go from in the here? works? Where do we go we'll from call here? Call it um, no way but up. <laughs> no way but up. Great job, Kevin. Um, Back so- when I was just in a little room in Greenpoint, killed it. Um, do you want to talk about what's going on in the world of design and brand? Yeah, we should get into it. Okay. Um, we got we to gotta run through these bad boys today. You got a two, right? I do have a two o'clock meeting, which again, for the viewers at home that are listening to this on a completely different day, they don't they don't need to know about my two o'clock meeting. Actually, maybe we should look at the two o'clock meeting, see what it is and see if I can actually. If the two it. o'clock meeting is listening right now. No, the two o'clock meeting is a presentation. So we have to go. Okay. Oh, so shit. let's, 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 let's roll. So. Our first topic, uh, after a 
year or so of speculation and rumors is the launch officially of the partnership between Kanye West and uh, the American Basics clothing brand, The Gap, is is here. There are uh, billboards uh, around our studio in Greenpoint. There was a New York Times full-page spread. There was a photo of uh, Mr. West wearing the first available product in the form of a uh, jacket. The Gap has removed every single uh, post from their Instagram page. Ooh, that's a Kanye move. And just posted the jacket um, as the only post. So the Kanye West Gap partnership is here, and uh, the Easy Gap jacket is the first piece to uh, to save the Gap. I guess that's um, you know, there's been some 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 sort of conversation about how. The Gap was betting a lot on this partnership. They were very, obviously, you know, Kanye West is a uh, prolific rapper and creative uh, individual and has sold arguably way too many pairs of Adidas Yeezy sneakers for this partnership. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on everyone and a lot of... uh... Well, I think the pressure is mainly on Gap. I don't think Kanye feels any pressure, to be honest. I think you're probably right there. I don't think the pressure is on Kanye. I think he's got pressure on himself. He's got internal pressure, probably. I'm speculating. Yes. But I, I feel like the, the corporate pressure of Gap is not phasing Kanye well, whatsoever. That's probably fair. And, you know, the Gap is certainly, you know, a business that uh, and a brand, because this is a brand podcast. I think as a brand, it's been it's been struggling. I'll be, you know, I think yeah. there's uh, the 90s and... Yeah, they had a big moment in early 2000s. Everybody in my grade school had a little Gap hoodie. I mean, Gap is sort of uh, ubiquitous. It doesn't have the juice that it, it once had. And I think it was, having, it was closing some stores and... Uh, this is pre-pandemic, so yeah, uh, this has been a tough, uh, tough go of it for the last uh, decade or so. This is the the savior in the form of a one blue quote round jacket. Kevin, what's your first sort of reaction to the jacket? It kind of looks like a garbage bag, but I'm here for it. I don't think I'm going to buy this jacket. Yep, I'm sure it'll get it'll be on all the apps. And it'll get resold. From what I read, from from the um, quarter article that I read, there was big lines at Gaps, and I think they sold out. It's a recycled nylon jacket, which is pretty cool. Like that's a nice material choice. I do like the shine on it, but again, it does look like a trash bag. If one finds itself to me and I can yeah. buy it for two hundred dollars, maybe I will. But I don't know if I'm really seeking it out. I think I'm gonna enjoy seeing people in these. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna find great enjoyment of looking at people and. You know, knowing that they bought this jacket, and I'm going to respect them for it. So you bring up uh, a couple of points. One, it is a $200 jacket, which I think, in the world of Kanye West, I think is a affordable jacket. Yeah, I think in the world of the Gap, maybe it's a little pricey, but it is a it's an outer. You slap Kanye's name on that, like that price. And price goes up a hundred, I think. Yeah, I think it's a fair price. I think, and I think that is interesting because Kanye has been vocal about trying to make product that was available for the masses. And so, I, from what I had read, maybe, maybe Kevin, there was because the jacket isn't out yet, they're sort of just taking pre-orders, so they can just kind of make as many of these jackets as humanly possible. Oof! I see one on Grailed. I guess that's a streetwear site or something this is a three thousand dollars yeah yeah that seems like that's the problem with all this just get the jacket and wear it to fucking enjoy it don't get it to resell it 
You're a fucking nerd. I think that's also part of the problem is like, yes, when you see people wearing this jacket, now it becomes sort of a different thing than it than just a cool little jacket. And um, so I have a couple of thoughts. One, as everyone knows, uh, I'm a huge Kanye West fan. Obviously, the last couple of years, he has been vocal about his mental health issues and some things that he said that I certainly don't co-sign. But, you know, the 10 perfect albums that he's made put him in high esteem for me. And, um, you you know, sometimes you, you can't remove the artist from the artistry, but there's a special place in my, in my heart for Kanye as a musician and as an, also as a creative. I think his collaborations, his sneakers, like they're always, there's always a certain level of uh, specialness to them. And I think he probably, he probably doesn't get enough credit for, for making apparel and making product that really pushes the needle and and makes people have an opinion one way or the other. And I think what I think is really cool is the partnership between Gap and Kanye has a great story in that Kanye worked at the Gap. Yeah. Like his first album has multiple sort of references to his time as a a employee. Isn't Isn't that where he got his first pink polo? And uh, I think as a employee of the Gap to then come around for a full circle and then for, you know, to, to do some, a partnership like this, I think it's, you know, I think that we were talking about brand partnerships last week and sort of trying to, uh, you know, do things that feel authentic and, and, and sort of uh, values align and things like that. I think a story like that where a guy works at a, a retail store and then becomes the biggest artist in the world and then comes back to the collab is, is pretty great. That's the American dream. He started at the bottom and works his way up, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, So he was folding shirts and now they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're literally betting the entire billion-dollar business on on his creations. If you're going to make that bet, probably a good bet to, to hedge on Kanye. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that I think about is, like, what is his influence these days? Because I think as a musician and sort of as a public figure, he isn't, you know, things have changed uh, since the uh, first Adidas sneakers. And there's definitely, uh, but he's got his brand is, is shifted a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but he's got, he's got a team. He's probably got teams of very talented creators, you know. Agreed. But I think as a partner and, you know, sort of a brand and himself, I think his brand value to a brand like Gap or Adidas or any other, I think it's slightly decreased, but I still think his influence is massive. And I still think that Hypebeast, Complex, like all these media sites, they still revolve and circle around him. Yeah, I mean, this is like the biggest streetwear story of the week, right? Yeah, that's why we're talking about, Kevin. And I think my last thought is, in the like sneakers are obviously like we, we talked about sneakers and how I think they may be also sort of people less enthusiasm or you know hype beast culture and sneaker head is sort of maybe waning a little bit, but it's still crazy for him to create that sort of like hype around mm. a jacket is hard to do. And I gotta say, this jacket, it looks like no other jacket I've ever seen before yeah. in my life. Are you life. gonna get it? I'm not gonna get it. I'm would, not gonna get it. Would you get it if it was widely available at a gap near you. I still don't think I would do it because I think it, what it says is like, I'm a follower or I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I, just, I there's something about the hype of the jacket that makes me not want to wear it. But I just genuinely think from a design standpoint, it's interesting. It like, you said it, it looks like a garbage bag. It does. It has no closures. It has no structure. It's, it is a uniquely disruptive jacket. And so much so that they're putting the ads, which I love the ads. They're literally just giant white boards and they have the jacket sort of small and in the middle and like nothing around. It's 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 kind of a flex as to sort of this jacket and it's 
ability to kind of just exist and make people hey, oh, shout out easy for that good use of white space yeah i mean the design has always been a, you know a, a 12 we know that and uh this is uh you know kanye has been saying for a decade that he is uh you know he wants to make product and wants to do fashion and he's proven that he has vision for it and this is to be honest like uh i think it's impressive and it's impressive that the gap is like we're all in and this is the blue jacket that has no structure and looks like a garbage bag, but it's, I think it's working. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna do what they want it to do. And I think that's kind of impressive and exciting. I couldn't agree more. And I really want the mask he's wearing. The, yeah, um, yes. the mask with Jesus. And I really, I'm having a hard time naming what else describing this mask but you should just go ahead and look it up he's yeah. uh he's pictured wearing the jacket and he's got just this mask that looks like he's got um like self poked holes to see out of to breathe probably to breathe and see out of who knows um but i really want this mask i hope they release it it's pretty sick if anyone has any beats on where to get this mask let me know <laughs> you're not gonna wear a, a, a oh i'm not gonna wear Jesus that Jesus bet mask. bet okay uh, I'd love to see it. Um, I do think it also speaks to Kanye's influence that he can literally just wear this jacket, a mask, and a pair of Nikes, which is a whole other story, and drum up press and drum up hype. He just literally wore the jacket one time. And yeah, I'm sure there was like a, a, a photo that was leaked or that photo was, you know, circulated and it was all time. It was all sort of a predetermined and, and probably planned, but... Yeah, I mean it's it's working, and I think this uh, rollout has uh, has 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 gotten my attention. Obviously, I think anything Kanye does makes news, um, especially for me. But I just think it's something to watch. It's something to be interested in, and to see what it does for the gap. Because I remember when Adidas first bet on Kanye. You know, I think there was some question marks there too, in terms of like what they were going to do together, and it was. Uh, a resounding success. I think uh, it's been incredibly productive is probably the wrong word. It's been incredibly lucrative for both sides. It has. Um, and so we'll see if they can do it again with the gap. Okay, next story. There is a new restaurant in town. Kevin, you ready for the name of it? Yes. Cabulp. Cabulp? Cabulp. Cabulp. Cab it's Cablip. Cablip? Yeah, Cablip. Does, does, is, there, is there anywhere where it, it, it instructs you? Uh, yeah, look at the doc. It says Cablip? Cablip. 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 It is spelled C-A-B-L-P. Cablip. And it is a fast casual restaurant where you can get breakfast, lunch, and pizza from Chris Angel. And I just put it together that Cablip, Chris Angel, breakfast, lunch, pizza. Kevin as a naming uh, expert. Pretty good. You I, like this? I like it. I mean, I think Chris Chris Angel's breakfast, lunch, and pizza. I think that's probably what this restaurant will be. The name will end up being. I like this story a lot. It's got it's got a it's like a roller coaster. It's you see the name and you're like, whoa, that's that's fucking weird. And then you know you see Chris Angel discovered this restaurant, this dying restaurant in the Moapa Valley, while he was dirt biking with his family. Okay, um, oh, so it's pretty is, sick. Yeah. <clears throat> so the story is, um, and I'll admit, I'm not that uh, 
well-versed in this story. So it's not a new business that he's launching. He's taking over this restaurant. So he did he buy the restaurant? Yes, he bought the restaurant. Apparently, it's around like a pediatric cancer treatment center. Okay. And I'm not sure if he had a kid with cancer, but like he's got some good intentions with, you know, he's going to serve families going through the most challenging times at a beautiful escape to camp. They can ride and eat for free. So I think he's going to have some dirt bikes, maybe some horses. Like this is going to be like a whole experience for these families who are going through a very tough time at a pediatric cancer facility. He said also Cabop will also be a part of a youth job program. So a little outreach there. Love that. I think this is like a very positive thing for Chris Angel. It sounds really sick. Like it sounds very fulfilling. You know, say what you will about the name, but you know, I think this is at the end of the day, I think it's going to net out to be Chris Angel's breakfast, lunch and pizza. Wow. Um, I do. I think the um, underprivileged pediatric cancer family sort of story part of that are part of the story I was not aware of. So I think uh, kudos, uh, as we say on the pod. Yeah, kudos to Chris Angel. To Chris Angel for, for, for doing something and giving back and um, kind of making something that is, uh, yeah, it's not just a uh, money-making sort of uh, yeah. adventure. He's actually trying to do some good. Uh, has a, uh, a sort of walk-up window and a takeout. Um, breakfast items include Belgian waffles, French toast, pancakes, omelets and breakfast sandwiches, lunch features, burger sandwich, calzones, wrap salads, and pizza. Question for you, Kevin, is this just a diner? Is this just a diner? Yes. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what are, what are we, breakfast, lunch, and pizza. Like, it says chicken fried steak, chicken parmesan, long on fish and chips, wine, cocktails. This is just a diner. Yeah, I mean, what, this is, that's beside the point. It's like, what it. Chris Angel's Diner, is that what you want to call it? I'm is just that, saying, like, proposed? I'm saying one of the main reasons why we're talking about this is because the preposterous name, Cablip. Cablip. It's kind of catchy right now. I like Cablip. I don't think anyone talks about this story, maybe, if the name well, was it's just, kind like, of an Chris old story. Angel's I think this Breakfast is, I think, and Lunch and Pizza. I think this is, like, a... this. This was supposed to be on one of the first pods, and we just didn't make it because we we ran long or Wait, something. This isn't fresh content. No, this isn't fresh content. But what? I wanted to, I wanted to come back because I thought it was such a good story. Oh my god, what are we? We're, we're Listen, talking about stale we're, old content. We'll be we'll probably be breaking this or rebreaking it. It's wow, fine. guys. Um, no, uh, it it is a great story. Listen, this I, is a Cablip little is, bit is, of a dry week. Uh, Cablip is amazing. Also, uh, specialty cocktail, the Mind Freeze. Come on, yes, come on. You have to, because if you're Chris Angel and you're starting a diner, you have to have a couple oh, specialty yeah. Chris Angel mind free. It sounds like he's going to have over a hundred flavors of Italian ice there as well. What? A hundred flavors? Listen, I think more rich people should open up restaurants like this that like have extensive menus and mm. like just overabundance of like you know fucking Italian ice or like whatever the, whatever you will. I think it's sick. Outreach program, also sick. I was going to build a camp, it said, on 14 acres. Yeah. This is a good, this is a very good project. 100% here for this. If I ever find myself in the Moapa Valley, (laughs) I'm I'm there. I'm there. I'm eating here. I'm going to enjoy it. I think magicians get paid too much money. I think that's one of my big takeaways here. I bet Chris Angel, um, we're going to look up Chris Angel's net worth. It's going to be something ridiculous. It's probably ridiculous. He's got a show... I think he's got a residence show in Vegas right now. Yeah, and I bet he probably makes a lot of money for that casino. Hey, I think you're just hating from outside of the club when you can't even get in. Uh, $50 million is uh, what uh, you know, wealthygorilla.com says, which everyone knows, very trustworthy. Um, 
I mean, $50 million is not like, uh, I, I'm not blown away. Um, uh, I mean, shit, I'm fucking, I'd no, t- I mean, it's a ton of money, that, but I'm just but... saying like, I feel like magicians in, in general, like I'm always kind of surprised by like how rich they are. Like they're sometimes like richer than like professional athletes. Can you musicians. do that? Can you do magic, Alex? I mean, I guess I just don't have enough. You... Res- I don't have enough respect for magic. I think is what yeah. you're hearing from me. I don't respect the craft and the artistry. No, he had a, he had a long moment in the 2000s. Mind Freak, the aesthetic he was rocking back then, that's a vibe. That's coming back. Chris Angel's back, baby. He bought this restaurant for 280 grand, which really is 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 not that much money for Chris Angel, I would imagine. I'm sure he could do this in Vegas and do it like in a totally different way. So let's give Chris Angel some credit here. I think this yeah, is cool. Yeah, this is a good, this is like a philanthropic restaurant. I think the reason why this is going viral too, though, or just, you know, sort of people are talking about this, is literally just because of of Cablip, C-A-B-L-P, which I think is a good branding lesson, I guess, is that like, you know, this is- It's making noise. This is a story that is exciting and, you know, or, you know, people should should care about. It. It's a good story. But um, sometimes you just, you know, all you need is just a, is something weird, something, something hey, special. Naming's, naming's hard. I can Agreed. tell you that firsthand. Naming's very hard. And sometimes you just got to say what it is. You make a, what is this, a- fucking you put the first letters acronym yeah you make an acronym <laughs> it is what it is directly to the point and this is and it's this is good because this name is attention grabbing it's maybe it's memorable i'm not particularly sure well jury's still out we'll, we'll come back next week and see if we remember you know what this is a great segue to kevin what gen z water Ooh, okay okay so, because Gen Z water is our is our is our third topic here or, or, and uh, on the pod. And Gen Z water is a transparent, flavorless liquid that has just launched with an attention grabbing name that just makes water. Just and, water. Uh, this the, the best water on earth. So claim. Gen Z water has launched, named after the generation of people that were born between 1995 and 2015. Kevin, does that include you? It does, right? It does. It does include me. So there you are. Um, Gen Z water was designed by our good friends over at Day Job, and this is this is quintessential Day Job. This hey, is yo, shout so... out Ryan. Come come through the trash palace again. <laughs> this is um, this is absolutely sort of incredible. Like it's just like. Even the articles I was reading, like read like day job had a part in it. It was like we're the 150th water on on the market. Like yeah, we are. Um, you know, we're gonna use. We're gonna do. We have to do something different here. And so what they did was create a brand called Gen Z, and they built out this crazy world of of animals and waterfalls. And uh, the absolute best part of it all it's is amazing on the website, which I highly recommend everyone does go to. Um, which is drinkgenz.com because I think that's where the full experience for me comes to life. Because at first glance, I'm like, Gen Z water, that feels like we're just pandering um, to the newest generation. Yeah, but they pandered so far that they've yes busted open into an entirely different space and it's beautiful. But the truth is, Kevin, I am a millennial. So I this is not for me, but my opinion on this doesn't even fucking matter. The only person whose opinion matters is Kevin Batori. Oh, yeah, in, in this room, I and guess. And so, Kevin, please speak for all of Gen Z. Are you down with Gen Z water? I don't. First off, I'm going to say I don't 
believe that I am in in Gen Z. I identify more with the Gen Z uh, mentality. Um, but we'll say that for a different podcast. Kevin, I you're fucking, born in the window of years. I that... fucking love this water. Every everything about it, the packaging, like it's fucking weird. This, the collage is amazing. I love the um, the orangutan on the boombox. That's you know that's what me and my boys like to call monkey mode. When we hit that, um, we hit that every weekend. We're returning to monkey. You know, shout out to all my people who've returned to monkey and who knows what that means. I love the copy. Like this copy is great. Please buy this water. It's so good. That sounds like some shit I would write. Yeah, Kevin. I mean, honestly, you're uh, an award winning copywriter, but this is um, hashtag copywriting goals, right? No, like, this, this is, is sick. Yeah, I want to, I would yeah. love to do something like this. Yeah, and probably something that we should, like, you should just like, bang around and read and research and just like look to for inspiration in the same way that as a designer and all the designers on the team sort of like we we are constantly looking around and seeing what's out there and um, seeing what people are doing and you know looking at the best work in the world this is some of the best copywriting you know yeah. um and it's i mean it's a great visual world it's 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 everything that i love in in, in branding it's so quirky and bizarre and um, the website is just a, a total slam dunk. And so my favorite part of it is that they, you know, it sort of has that like web 1.0 thing, which other people have done before. Like people have taken that style and like made a modern mm -hmm. day website. And like that could have been super cheesy, I think. Generally. Yeah. Like I think that's really hard to do. But they got all the details right. Oh, they've and, crushed it. And so, like you know, the thing like the visitor count is 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 amazing. But my favorite part is the little buttons that say like "find us on Twitter," "find us on TikTok," "find us on Instagram," because like those are Internet 1.0 type things for Internet 4.0 or whatever yeah. Internet we're in uh, sort of products. And so that just like it's just it just feels really. Um, yeah, feels really great. It's amazing. They've got um, mystery flavors, and they say "do not click." And you know, you, I I had to click it because it said "do not click." Yeah, and, uh, I was not disappointed. I I want to see the mystery flavors. Mm -hmm. I think we should get these. We need to get some of these to put on the shelf. This is amazing. Oh yeah, we should you we know. should get some. Um, hey, uh, yeah, hey Ryan. Ryan from Day Job, uh, you know, hit us up and uh, send us some of this freaking water. Yeah, no, this water. Your is boys, weird. your boys are thirsty over here. Obviously, you know, as someone who worked in the bottled water biz for a real long time, you know, there's just so many waters that are out there, and um, it really is hard to create something that. Really I'm a water man. My father was a water man. Oh, His father know. was a water man. Yeah. My father's father's father was a water man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From a long course. lineage of watermen. So to, I know, I know, I know a thing or two about water as well, Alex. That's right. No, it's true. I mean, uh, I don't want to uh, sort of uh, uh, sort of question your water credentials, Kevin. I mean, uh, sort of clearly, but for people who never owned a flip phone, Kevin, did you own a flip phone? I did. Own, I did own a flip phone. So I, this is the part that I don't understand, Kevin. How are you born after 1995 and also had a flip phone? Like, what year were you like rocking a flip phone? Like, I age got a, four? No, no, I got a flip. I got a phone in like sixth grade. Okay. What year was that? Christmas 06, I got a flip phone. Christmas 06. I guess I believe you. I'm not like questioning, but yeah, like it says, you know, for people who never own a flip phone made by real boomers, flavorless transparent liquid is just the best way to sell water. And, uh, you know, again, I think what they pulled off here is incredible, mostly because uh, Gen Z as a brand name is uh, something that could have easily, easily been could, could have been a big flop worthy type stuff and it really took incredible website 
incredible sort of brand, you know, voice and universe and design and typography and gifts and um, just, 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 just a, just it took everything to make it something that was uh, was cool and yeah. and it and it, and it and it does it. It works. It works. Chef's kiss from the front and center pod. Yeah, for for our, for our friends over at Day Job for making Day Job for Gen Z water. Uh, something that is not corny and uh, pandering. It goes so far in the pandering that it comes out the other comes side back around. and comes back around hey. as something that like is amazing. So shout out to Gen Z Water. Shout out to Kanye and the, and the Gap. Yeah. And shout out to Lin-Manuel Miranda you know for uh, In the Heights. Uh, Kevin will be there you know what they at say, 7 o'clock tonight at uh, Regal Cinemas on Court Street. Uh, sort of as soon as he gets out of the studio, he's yeah. straight to yep, the movie yep, theater. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Shout out to Chris Angel. Shout out to um, all of the listeners. Shout out to the One Club for creativity. Shout out to every design studio that submitted incredible award-winning work. Yep. Shout and out to United Souls of America. We have a meeting with them right now. Shout and out that's to, why we got to sign off. Shout out to United Souls of America, who are cl- clients and partners and friends who uh, we worked on that beautiful brand with. And most and importantly, kudos to us. Kudos to us, Kevin. We're out of here. Pretty one or the funny one or the witty one. I stayed on the side, watched my sister shine, took it all in stride till that night. We were visiting the rebels, handsome devils, there were rebels every night. And my sister would dance with the soldiers while I. Looked on with pride You walked in To the room And I knew I would never be the same All of the girls Made a beeline to you I grabbed my sister And whispered Oh no Ha This one's mine Maybe I'm a little crazy But maybe saw you and said this was mine that's usually not who i am the hot man you were capable of anything you would take a thing you would make it sing i marveled at your mind even my father said this one burns bright hold him tight ready for a wedding ring or anything you were pedaling and then one night you were leaving you'd gotten your orders off to fight and i cried but you told me i don't have a dollar to my name no applause no acclaim but if i come back alive there is nothing i won't provide i said i just want to wake up with you by my side and you kissed me and whispered the words I'd been saying inside your mind hey, we were married that night I screamed up to the sky this one's mine and you better take care of my baby he's gonna change the world set us free 
one's mine.